Well, I left the organic for the paid because it was easier to prove. You can charge more money for it because you can show super like really directly, hey, this is how much money I made you. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to your show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan. I've been working as a freelancer for over 10 years, and I love to bring on other freelancers to talk about their journey, how they got started, what they did in their past life. And I am so thrilled to bring on Anne-Marie Obraskin today. She has a really cool startup story that we can all relate to. And it's interesting how many times she's pivoted, which really should be reassuring because so many of you come to me and you ask, I don't know what I should do. I don't know what I should focus on. I don't know how I should narrow down my services. And I'm here to tell you, we don't always have all the answers. And sometimes we need to go where our heart is taking us and try that new thing and see if it works. Anne-Marie, we also call her Annie, is really technical and has a gift there. And she was doing deep dive data reports and all this analytics and definitely looking at audiences from Google Analytics and helping her clients that way. But she also has pivoted to help moms start their businesses and run their businesses as a coach. So she's gotten really good at Instagram. And it's fun to watch her business change. We had this Facebook Live several months ago in my free group. You can find the link in the show notes and come check out the next one live. And I've watched her pivot a lot since then, but I still think this interview is very relevant. I love her little mini tech trainings she's shared. I have actually bought a few because I love nerding out on that stuff. And I think it's so interesting how she took her gift of understanding data to be able to help clients. I see this a lot. I see business owners who don't know if their marketing is working and they don't know how to figure it out. So let's jump into the interview. You're going to learn so much and be so inspired. And so let's get started. Hey, everyone. I have (laughs) Anne-Marie Obraskin here today to talk to us about data and analytics and what her freelance business looks like. And I'm so excited to have you. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get started, I just want to tell everybody that we are in the same mastermind together, and that's mm-hmm. that. and I am just so excited to share your business and have everyone get to know you because I think you're super cool. <laughs> oh, right back at you. I love your earrings, by the way. Thank you. I, you know, got to dress up a little bit in mom mm-hmm. world. Okay, so let's start from the beginning and let's tell everybody where you're from, what your life looks like, you know, what you used to do, and all the good stuff. Absolutely. So I am located outside of Boston, Massachusetts, um, about 30 minutes west. Um, I grew up south of here, but still in Massachusetts. And then I went to New York for about 10 years. I actually got my undergrad in music industry. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. I started as a music performance major and then quickly realized that that was not the life for me. (laughs) And so um, I worked in the music industry for a few years and then started freelancing really then. That was about 10 years ago. What was Um, your first freelance gig that you took on? Social media management. 
No way. Did you have experience in that? Oh, no. <laughs> no, like, of course not. Like, <laughs> I was doing music copyright, but like, I did it enough. I could do it a little bit better than somebody else, which is really all it takes to be able to have someone pay you to do it. So that was where I started. And then I went on to get my master's degree in media management and communications. And yeah, I really just continued the social media. I did kind of ran the gamut of everything you could do kind of in that realm. Um, I've done paid social, organic social. I've worked at New York City marketing agencies uh, and then small boutique agencies, uh, which is a lot over 10 years. <laughs> but, um, but finally, I'm since the birth of my daughter, I have worked fully for myself and I really focus, <laughs> I move my focus to data and analytics. And then I run a separate mastermind for moms running businesses at home with little kids. So I have like a group and um, I just help them kind of, again, I have a three-year-old, so I'm not that far ahead of them, but <laughs> I have a little bit of more experience. And so I help other moms that way. So I have, I have so many questions for yeah. you. Okay. First of all, let's go back to social media a little bit. Yes. Tell me like, what did you like about social media? Like what were the, what was the fun part of that when dealing with clients? The fun part was getting to be creative. And when you get a client who really kind of like is the same vibe as you. And then like the, the opposite of that is the opposite of that. <laughs> it's, it's not very fun. Um, but really where I started into data and analytics was when I started getting the feedback of, it seems like you're doing a lot of stuff, but I have no idea if it's working or not. Um, and so that's really where that started. Cause I was like, I'm spending hours here. Like I need to be able to prove that like, this is valuable and that I can charge more money for it. Okay. So did, were you seeing results from your social media strategy and your posting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I really started digging into Google analytics then. And that was when I was, I was totally focused on organic because paid social really wasn't in existence yet. <laughs> like it really didn't exist. Um, and so I just started learning how to like tag links and use, use UTM links and make sure that we could track someone and say, okay, well, how much money did you make after we made this post? And be able to really see where the trends were going. Yeah. And so once I, I was able to do that, then things got a lot easier <laughs> because you're able to prove your results. I mean, as you know, like that's one of the biggest things is just be able to show your value. And when you get in a simple process in place for yourself and simple for your clients to understand, that's really the sweet spot. Like you don't need to inundate them with numbers, numbers, numbers. Yeah. Because they hired you for a reason. They don't necessarily know what all of those numbers mean. So if you can give them a simple way to say, look, we did X, Y, Z this month, and then here are the results. So with the paper on a end of the month report, or yeah. would you put that on your invoice? Or like, how would you deliver that data to your clients? Um, generally a PDF at the end of the month. Okay. Yeah. I and like, I use a... Um, when I do that type of work now, I used a, I use a reporting tool called Reporting Ninja that it just kind of pulls, it pulls data from a bunch of different places and then makes it look nice. Okay. I mean, that's, that's important. 
that clients do think it's important. I mean, they want to like what they're looking at. And a lot of the time, business owners, especially somebody who's maybe more creative or, or not in the business or financial side, they get overwhelmed if they just see a bunch of charts and a bunch of numbers. So if you make it really clear up top, like what I do, like there's basically like a dashboard at the top. And it's like, okay, here's like the five things we discussed that we're measuring. And then if they want, they can go look at that other stuff. But honestly, more often than not, um, they don't. They just look at those top numbers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't want to go deep, deep into it, but they need to know enough, like you said, that it's Mm -hmm there's an ROI, that they're getting results. And now my background is public relations. And I, it was always frustrating for me to, because there's not always direct tracking with that. And I always felt a little bit um, jealous of some of those marketing efforts that could be tracked because immediately got the attention of the marketing board or whatever. And meanwhile, I'm like busting my butt. So I've always like felt that and knew that that Mm -hmm. was part of the game was promoting yourself, showing the stats, showing what you're doing. So whatever you, what were your top stats that clients would want to know, like off the top of your head? And I'm assuming you're talking about Facebook a lot here, but are we talking about a different social media? Like any, I mean, it really, it just depends on the client because some people were using LinkedIn, um, some Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, like the big ones. I I honestly haven't done anything with like the newest things like TikTok, but because I'm not, I'm not in that realm anymore. Like I I don't do social media for people, but I just measure it for them. (laughs) But um, most of the time people want to see if, if we can track sales, number one, obviously sales. And then other than that, they like to see, okay, how much traffic is it driving to the site? How many new people are we reaching? That type of thing, just to see, like, because most of the time people are looking for brand awareness and they're looking for sales. Yeah. So we're looking at like impressions, reach. Impressions is how many times something has been seen and reaches how many different people saw it. Yeah. And then just traffic to the site. So as you're doing social media, you're realizing you like the numbers more, right? Mm -hmm. why? What was the big? Okay, I'm just gonna say it like it is because a lot of us start out doing social media for clients, and mm-hmm. we realize how hard it is, and then it's never ending, and sometimes yep. not valued as much because it's like front and center. It's like the most picked over thing because you know you're like representing the brand. But tell me why, in your own words, like why was data and analytics more attractive, and why did you leave more of the social media work? Um, well, I left the organic for the paid yeah. because it was easier to prove. You can charge more money for it because you can show super, like, really directly, hey, this is how much money I made you. <laughs> um, and so it's a lot it's a lot easier to charge more. And honestly, that's why I moved over to the paid side. And then from there, I, I noticed that there was a gap in that industry where people running the ads didn't like the reporting. Like that was their least favorite part of it. And I was like, oh, that's my favorite part. Like, (laughs) I don't love like going in every two days and seeing like, like, yes, it's fun sometimes, but more often than not, it wasn't super fun for me. And I just wanted to look at all of the information at the end and be like, hey, I can tell you what worked and what didn't. And it's really fun to be able to go and do that for somebody else's stuff, because then I'm not feeling that um, 
like, oh, like maybe I didn't do as good of a job <laughs> as I thought. You're like more of the uh, inspector general at this point. Sorry, right. the military jargon, but you're the third party and you can look at it partially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that is a big part of why it's also valuable because, I mean, even if you're not... It like it doesn't have to be a any sort of negative, but naturally when you're reporting your own results, you're you want it to look good. I mean, and not that it's in any way necessarily like lying, but you're gonna spin it to make it look nice. Like and you're gonna put the nicest numbers at the top. Whereas I can say, like, hey, like we're gonna look at everything overall, and I'm still like I'm very positive and everything, but I'm like, hey, these are the best things that are working for you. So why don't you keep going with that? And I think it is easier to go in as a third party and easier to have someone come in as a third party because you're, you never have that question of like, how good is it really? Or how does it compare yeah. to the other thing? Cause usually you are hiring someone like you're hiring different people for different tasks. Yeah. Um, but to get a single report that really covers all of your marketing efforts can be beneficial. So when you look at analytics now, are you looking at, okay, like, do you still do social media analytics? First of all, is that part of what you do? And it's part of the larger, but the only thing that's, that's really social media specific is I have some um, Facebook ad manager friends that I will like white label their reports for their campaigns. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let's go back for a second and tell everyone who might not know what is the difference between the paid and the organic. Yep. So paid is purely ads. So I never recommend boosting, <laughs> but running Facebook ads, we we measure the um, paid and the organic, which is no money, separately because we really want to see okay what what results are we getting naturally, and then what results are we getting because we paid to get it in front of this whole other group of people. Because a lot of the time, I mean, not right now, but like during an election season, it's super expensive. But <laughs> um, normally you can get some really great results for not that much. And especially as a company hiring out for organic and for paid, paid can be a better investment yeah. because like they're still making an investment even though organic is free. Yeah. Like they're paying somebody to do it. It's such a fast track too. I know there's so much pushback on people, but you know, I do, I have a couple lead magnets with paid mm-hmm. traffic. Do you do Pinterest like promoted mm-hmm. pins too? Yeah. Uh, Google AdWords. Do you do that as well? Uh, not really. I, I did it briefly and it was, I just didn't really love it. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't, it's, that's one of those areas I would like to learn more, but I also, I signed up for this masterclass to learn and, and then mm-hmm. never it. So I should go back to oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done that many times. <laughs> I know if you're trying to get started and get started quicker and help your clients quicker and they have a launch coming up, who has time for organic right now? Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, it can, t- it can happen. I've seen it yeah. happen, but the days when I worked with clients five years ago on Facebook, even Pinterest, way different. And you can go so yeah. much faster uh, if yeah. you put a little money behind it. Right, exactly. And I think a lot of it is also, it's really important to um, differentiate too that when you're putting the money behind the money into these platforms, it's so important to not just do the, hey, I'm going to pay for likes on my page. Like that is 
not a good return. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> but when you're paying some paying to drive traffic to like a lead magnet, like you said, that's usually the the best results and the like the highest return on investment or ROI, like you mentioned. That tends to be the best move. And like you said, like when you're doing a launch, I would say most people should have some sort of Facebook ads built into that marketing budget for a launch. Yeah. I had a client who recently launched and her her lead magnet just wasn't doing well. And there's a whole marketing messaging thing to dive into with that. But what I did for her launch was do uh, an engagement, like get that video Mm -hmm. engagement audience. And I got it up to about a hundred thousand people. So yeah, they were in as email, but it was this audience Mm -hmm. available in the ads manager. Anyone watched a portion of this video that she did. And so mm-hmm. I've been testing that out over months to figure out which video, which interview was resonating and then put some money behind that. And it wasn't even, it was like a couple dollars a day. Yeah. But, but the video, views, but over the span. Of- yeah. And video views are cheap. <laughs> and then, like you said, then yeah. you can narrow it down because you're saying like, okay, well, you were already interested 15 seconds worth. <laughs> so yes. now I'm going to show you this other ad too. Yeah. And that's called a waterfall strategy for any of you who might not know that. So how are you different than an ads manager? Like explain that. Well, I don't manage ads anymore. <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> but um, what I do is, is really I go in and I just look at your numbers. I look at all of the information that's inside of Google Analytics primarily. But some people use other other tools but I'll also look at like Facebook page insights, like Instagram insights, look at all of that and just kind of bring it together so that you can have, so one part of it is an audience analysis. So I, I share exactly, I put together basically a profile, kind of picture like your ideal client avatar, but then it's who you're actually reaching instead of this like person in your mind. So we look at who you're really who's actually seeing your messaging, um, which I think is might be the most crucial part of what I do is because so much of the time it's a surprise. Yeah. Like we're not quite reaching who we think we're reaching. And then because it's so much easier to change your message or change your offer, like tweak what you're doing or like what you're saying or what you're offering, than it is to change your audience. Like it's harder to get different people to follow you. So sometimes the easiest thing to do is to just adjust for who you're already talking to. Yes. I know I should probably do this deep dive thing. It's one of those like catch 22, like cliche business problems where like Mm -hmm. you need to do it and then taking the time to do it. It's Mm -hmm. so I'm just going off of a post launch where some of my ad spend, oh my gosh, Facebook has a brand new audience just for virtual assistants. And that was good. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome, except for it's election time. Yeah. And I'm sure there was message, like I can, you know, hone down on my messaging, but it was getting up to like over $10 per lead. I'm like, oh. yeah, <laughs> last launch, I, I was paying like two, three, sometimes $4 a lead. I'm like, what the heck? Like, so not cool. Facebook. I know I launched, I launched the masterminds a few weeks ago. And even that, like, it was still a few weeks before yours and it was already too expensive. Yeah, I was at least it was ranging between eight and eleven dollars a lead. Okay, mine was, was like, no, absolutely not. 
I got up to 14 for VAs, which I'm like, if they're the right person and they're going to buy my program mm -hmm. high level, that can be okay. But it was all cold. It was all cool to audience. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I did it because I was already committed to the launch. But I love talking about this number stuff with you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So let's talk about some of the tools you use to track. You have a really cool flash sale that we'll get into now where you can go over some of these tools. But let's talk about some of your favorite ones because I know I have, you know, virtual assistants. I have freelancers, social media managers. I have all kinds of people here in this group and who will listen to the podcast who I know will walk away with something really cool that they can implement. So I'd love to know what your favorite ones are and maybe like a quick, like what kind of information that serves. Yeah. Okay. So number one, Google analytics. I mean, it's free. All you have to do is install it on the website. Most websites have a, like a, an easy integration. So that's my number one. If you don't have that installed, go do it now and make it part of your onboarding for your clients. Yes. Make sure that they are using Google analytics too, because then you can better track your own results. And I have found <laughs> this is just like a little bonus you can absolutely add on like advanced reporting to your packages for an easy like a couple hundred dollars more each month and it's so it's it's a really easy way to to increase your package rates um and because you're providing them with a really big amount of value so that's google analytics and that's where you're going to look at the people who are coming to your website and what they're doing so their behavior and who they are. Yes. I was going to say there, you can track also what your conversions are. So whether it's a free sign up or an actual purchase on your site, uh, you can do that. Yes. I lo absolutely love Google Analytics. I've gotten so much work from clients because they come to me, don't have that set up. It's actually something I teach in the crash course to get people spun up real quick and know that they need to do that. And I teach them really quickly how to read them, but I know there's so much, so much information in there, mm -hmm. much more for those people who want to dive in. And I don't think I told you this, but I started working with my big client because I, um, I said yes to designing a media kit for her. This was seven years ago. And I didn't know what that was compared to like my old PR days. And I realized I needed analytics, like I needed social proof. And so mm -hmm. I went in there and realized she had none set up. And I just like weaseled my way into her business. That's awesome. <laughs> Once I had the data, I was able to say, hey, did you see this was happening? Did you see that was mm -hmm. happening? I didn't know what I was doing. Like it wasn't like super strategic of me. Yeah. I, just, I just couldn't help myself. I was like seeing all this stuff. And then that's how we started doing Pinterest marketing back before it like really blew up. Yeah. And we saw we were getting traffic and we're like, what if we do this on purpose? What if we like run with it? It's also how I was able to track her top blogs and go back and monetize them better, get those affiliates and um, so yeah. good. there's so much. And yeah, like you said, like it's not only can you can you charge for these like super value packed reports, but it's giving you additional information that you can bring them recommendations as the expert. Yes. And so it's it's fantastic. It's something that I think it's so valuable for everyone to do. Like who anyone who's doing any sort of online marketing, especially. 
and yeah, so so you can track all of that and you can see exactly where your sales are coming from, which is the biggest thing. And especially if you're doing social media or anything like that, you can say like, hey, okay, I saw 60% of your sales came from Facebook. So you're welcome. Like, <laughs> It gives you insight to demographics, like what devices people are using and, you know, where they're coming from, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the tracking within Google Analytics. I think is one of your flash sale courses about that, or am I making um, that? Yeah, there's. Well, I have one about um, code installation, um, which just has some basic walkthroughs, and then inside of the um, the Google Analytics and Hotjar ones, I go into like here's how you should set up your account. That type. Okay. Of thing. Yeah. What about the UTM links? Isn't that related to Google? Hey, let me just interrupt for a second and invite you to the How to Work on the Line Masterclass. I am teaching the five areas online business owners need to hire out right now. This is a free training. Just pick your day and time and attend and watch it when you get a chance. It's about an hour long. We're going to cover online business industry lingo, buzzwords, and the behind the scenes job positions you could be doing. We're also covering what you need to know to get hired online and stand out above the competition. Head over to emilyreaganpr.com, link is in the show notes, to sign up right now and get your learning on, and you're going to gain clarity and have your eyes open to the remote work possibilities. I'll see you there. Once again, emilyreaganpr.com slash masterclass. All right, back to the show. Yeah, so so the UTM links, that's that's in the the one I really should have had this pulled up because I don't remember the names of them. But, but a marketing tracking course, little yeah. flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so in that one we talk about, okay, here's like a more advanced way to track everything that you put out. Like as long as they are clicking somewhere on the computer, <laughs> you should be able to track it. So and it's a really great way to be able to get information more specifically than Facebook. So for example, like there's so many different places on Facebook that they could be clicking from. They could be clicking from your page. They could be clicking from your personal profile. They could be clicking from your Facebook group. They could be clicking from a Facebook group that you posted in. And with UTM links, you can go through and make it so that you can tell the difference. So you can see if a sale came from, hey, I posted in this Saturday promo thread, somebody clicked through and signed up, you you know that. And it helps you uh, like allocate your time so much better. Because if you start seeing like, okay, well, every time I post on my Facebook page, nothing happens, which is exactly what I've seen, like nothing happens. So I stopped creating content specifically for my Facebook page. Yeah. It just doesn't work for me. There's some people that it works for. All I do is I just post it over from Instagram because I was like, you know what? Like, I like that's not best practice. I would never recommend that to someone who doesn't have the data to back up the fact that it's just not working. But this data makes you smart. And I do the same thing. I have my Instagram hooked up to Facebook because Mm -hmm. I know my time is better served elsewhere. Yes. You have these tracking leaks that tell you. It just it's straight up, it gives yeah. you backing. So if you're a virtual assistant or a freelancer, mm-hmm. this kind of data 
will uh, make you invaluable, indispensable to your business owner and prove your work. And what happens right. when that happens? You charge more, you mm-hmm. become a permanent teammate, you know, you get better, you get referrals because you know what you're doing. So yeah. UTM links are, it's all about like creating like a campaign or whatnot inside. Mm-hmm. So Anne-Marie has a, a, a $7 flash sale for this course. I the reason I wanted to point this one out is I don't actually go into this in my crash course because to me, it's like, oh, next awesome. level. I think a lot of my students would benefit from doing this because if you can add the tracking on there, you can, you know, mm-hmm. makes your business better and your clients happier with their end of the month yeah. reports. So how is UTM different than like Bitly or mm-hmm. Pretty Links or why should we use Google over those other? Yeah. Apps? So Pretty Links and Bitly are basically, they're just shortening it. They're, they're just making it so that you're not doing this huge, ugly URL, obviously pretty links. It's making it pretty. And, (laughs) but what the UTM links do is it gives Google more information and you can literally plug in what is going to be in that URL. So I use a a Chrome extension called utm.io. I think that's what it is. Okay. Um, And it saves all of my, all of like my um, templates. So I know like, okay, if I'm posting in a Facebook group, I'm going to click this, it's going to add this string onto the end of my link. And I'll be able to go into Google Analytics and see how many clicks to my website I got from this post in this Facebook group. That's awesome. I've seen this a lot with email campaigns too. Yes. Do you that was your numbers? Yeah. So what I do with that is whenever I have a launch, I will use like the launch name as the campaign. And then within content, I'll list email one, email two, email three. So I can see not only, okay, I'm getting sales for my email list, but I can see, okay, like, for example, a couple of launches ago, I didn't make any sales until email eight. And then email eight, I made all of my sales. So what was it about email eight? (laughs) Right. So I looked at it and I was like, okay, so next time I know I'm going to have at least eight emails. And then I'm going to make sure that I'm going through and I'm going to use that exact same email, obviously, (laughs) and going through and making sure that we're covering all of the same information. But you can also see from the other emails, okay, did anybody click through? Like, was it the subject line? Did nobody open it? Um, Did nobody click through? Like, what was it about those that maybe made it that they didn't buy at that point? So it's really helpful because you're you have to kind of create the story behind it, but having those numbers makes it generally really easy. And I feel like ads make it easy, right? You have your you have your conversion, you can follow through to the successful payment, but everything else, you're like, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. If you have if you're using these links the right way, and you're you know bringing them to the table without your clients even knowing, like you will just be so much more powerful. Yes, and it's massive added value to them. I love it. I love all this stuff. So let's talk about another one of your favorites, which is so funny because I was just talking with my team last week about tracking my sales page and just kind of mm-hmm. where people are where they're falling off. And we had a whole conversation. I've known these tools are out there. I just haven't done it for myself. So tell everybody your hot tool that you already know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yes. So Hotjar. (laughs) Hotjar is, so it's free for up to a certain number of recordings and heat map uses. 
And what that means, it records, it's just a code, just like Google Analytics, you install it on your website. It takes heat maps, which like if you've ever seen like a heat map map where it just shows like where there's like people and Not stuff like, like that on it. Coronavirus, like where the... Right, right, exactly. So picture that, but on your web, like on a single page. So like you were saying, Emily, like on your sales page, it will highlight where people click the most. And then it will also tell you what percentage of the people saw, like basically scrolled. So you're starting at the top and you're at, okay, 100% of people saw my header. And then the next scroll down, you can see, okay, well, it was 75% of people now drops to like 65. And then at some point you're going to see like, okay, no one has scrolled past here. And so, you know, like, okay, it's getting less and less. You're able to adjust and tweak your sales page to make sure that they're seeing the stuff that you need them to see. (laughs) Yes. And so it it makes it really helpful. And that's only half of Hotjar. Well, half of what I use for Hotjar. So they also have screen recordings where you can literally watch someone's mouse. go Like you don't see the person. That's a question that I've gotten a lot. You, it's not like a recording of your face. Oh, you, it's, <laughs> you can see like their mouse, where they're going, how they're scrolling, and then where they're clicking. And that can be really helpful because you can see frequently if someone is looking for something that's not there. Like you can tell if someone's like scrolling a lot, going up back and forth, um, but not reading anything. It means they're looking for something that's missing. And so then you can go back in and try to figure out, okay, what were they trying to find? And that's usually just where they end up. But you want to make it as seamless as possible. So do people you can use that information? Yeah. Do people read with their mouse? Like I know that I know a lot about sales page designs and like the backward C and people go through headlines, but does their mouse move move like that? Sometimes, not all the time. Like I don't do that. Because I've paid attention, like I don't do that with mine, but some people do. And it's really interesting. Like you'll see them scroll, like move their mouse across like the navigation and they'll go down and they'll hover over all of the text. It's really interesting. Oh my gosh. Okay. Did you know if that works on Kajabi? Yes, it definitely does. Cause I yeah. use it on Kajabi. Okay. Yeah. I was, um, I've heard of a couple other different tools like this too, but I like that you have a by name referral, you know, cause if, if Anne's using it, then that's pretty much like the <laughs> so, and, I mean, and it's free. Like everything I should, everything I use, I try, I try for there to be like some sort of free version. So you can at least like check it out and see if it's for you. But that does bring me into, well, actually I see there's a couple of questions. Let me, I can answer these. So are you seeing the results of the UTM links within Google right. analytics? So yes, you see the results for the UTM links right inside of Google analytics. You'll see them in the campaign section, right in conversions usually. And then you'll also see, I'm sorry, in behavior, in the behavior section, you'll see campaigns and you can break it all out that way. And it's really helpful. I also like in Google analytics, you can kind of see the map. You can track the pages people exit on. Yes, um, You can see bounce rates really quickly. And I also love using Google analytics when it comes to Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And I- see where people are clicking after a pin and I can see the top pins. I mean, I like Pinterest analytics too. That one's always changing. Yeah. That one shows me 
what, you know, it helps me a lot correlate like my work on Pinterest, which I've done for years for clients, like where to put my efforts in. Mm-hmm. And especially back in the day when we had multiple pins spinning around and Pinterest wouldn't quite collect the data on all of them, you know, it's like yeah. aggregated. So, um, but I, I just love that data and I love to refer blogs, ba- like future content based on mm-hmm. analytics, like what's going well. Yeah. So for that, what I do is I look into the content section and then I also look at search queries, either what people are searching for on your site or what people are searching for to get to your site. Um, That makes a massive difference. Um, And then actually I use UTM links on Pinterest to differentiate the image and the caption. I think it's actually inside of that, that tracker is, I think Pinterest is, might be the example I use. If not, I'll add in that lesson because I have a whole lesson about using UTMs with Pinterest and how I create all of the, all of the pins, because I basically I use, I track the captions, the headlines and the image. So I can, so I can easily go into Google analytics and see, okay, this was like headline one was the best with, and caption four and image seven. So, and so then I can go in and then combine all of those things together in a new round of pins going to the same link. Like superpower pins. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. And then I won't use like, if I see as like, if there's almost always like a handful of images that don't do great. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, great. I don't have to use those again. <laughs> Because we are always testing things. We don't, if you like come to a client and say, you know, all the answers, like they're not going to believe you. Like you have to, (laughs) comes to social media. And I do find this is kind of like a tangent that clients, they want quick results. When they hire you, like they expect things right away. And then like, that's just not feasible because you got to pay attention. And when you're high, if you're a business owner and you're listening to this right now, Mm -hmm. that you're looking for someone who's willing to step out and not have all the answers, be dynamic about it, but also be willing to look at the data and come back to you with better solutions. Like that's the package you're looking for. Not plug it in and walk away because it doesn't work. It just doesn't, you won't be successful that way. Exactly. And, and even going and seeing, cause I I've gotten like the, I I've seen people coming to me saying like, well, my clients are saying like, if you can't tell like, why should I hire you? If basically anybody can do it, like, but you're bringing to the table what you have seen work. So you're starting, you're already starting ahead of people who are going in with no knowledge, even though the first thing you try might not be a massive success. Yeah you still know it's still more likely that what you're going to do is successful is going to be successful than um, somebody going in who's never tried anything and doesn't look at any of the numbers. And this is just fitting so well into my unicorn mantra because you don't just like know one little thing, like Mm -hmm. all the world comes together and it's all related and analytics is just not something you can ignore. Right. Say There's a ton of business owners who want to ignore it and just want you to handle it and give them rundown. So this is where you make yourself the total package with your services and mm-hmm. self uh, completely valuable and different, especially yes. than the overseas people who are doing some of this work. Yes. And by saying you are data driven or, and you use numbers, major selling point, like major. Selling point. I like that. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your business. And by the way, those two trainings are in. I updated it in the comment. You can find that there. And Anne-Marie has a ton of little $7 flash sales where you can jump in, get some trainings to back it up and get you smart. I mean, this is the fast track and it's only $7. So I'm totally encouraging you to do this. I know how analytics are and definitely no matter what like realm you're in, there's probably something in there you want to learn. So um, with that said, I really want to talk, peel back the curtain a little bit on your business and what that yeah. like. So you, you were telling us how you, you went from social media to this and you were at an agency. Did you quit your agency when you had your daughter? No. <laughs> so I've been at a couple different agencies. Okay. The last one I was at when I was pregnant dropped me. Oh no. So it wasn't great, but as I'm sure many of us have been, I was a full-time contractor. So I was not an employee, but all of my hours were there. I didn't work with any other clients. And after that happened, I was like, okay, never again. I'm never again going to only work with one client so that I can always have this backup if if something happens. Oh now, I wasn't expecting a pandemic <laughs> to happen, but that's fine. Everybody had that happen. Yeah. Um, and so I took a couple of months off for my daughter because thankfully I had, I had money and savings um, that I had been putting aside <laughs> going into it. I had planned to take like two weeks because I was like, well, I can't afford to take more. Yeah. Um, and then like when it came down to it, I had enough money to save, like saved up that I could actually take more time. Good. But which is good because I was not ready to come back <laughs> two weeks. Um kind of nuts actually looking back on it. You're like brand new mom. Yeah. Crap, you just went through like mentally, physically, and then you're not sleeping, but it's so funny. You're so I know. And then I had so I had postpartum depression and it like really threw me into for a loop. I didn't even realize it at the time. I didn't realize it until after, basically, okay. until I was like starting to come out of it. My and my doctor had kept telling me, you know, like go see somebody for this. Like go because my um daughter's pediatrician was also my OB. And so she was like, you need to go see somebody. You need to go see somebody. And I was like, I don't have time. I don't have time to do it. I'm running my business. I, I have this tiny human depending on me. <laughs> I, I can't do that. And then afterwards, I was like, that was so ridiculous. Why did I do that? And so now whenever like somebody has a new baby, I'm like, listen, if some, like, if you're noticing these things, just go. And now there's like virtual stuff. Like, like it's, it's so, it's so much easier. And so, yeah, that took me a while to kind of like get back in the swing of things. But that was really when I, when I started back completely with paid, because I was like, I can have a whole bunch of different clients. I know this is a quick, not a quick way to make a lot of money, but I know that I can have fewer clients doing this and reach my income goals. Yeah. And then I was just like, well, I want to shift things. You know, we're entrepreneurs. Sometimes we don't stay with everything. And it's funny because, yeah, it was funny because going into, going into it on my own, I, even then I was like, I want to do something for moms. Like I saw one person out there doing something. I was like, no, this is like, and it wasn't what I wanted. It was a very specific training program for moms. And I was like, that's not the career I want. And I talked to my mom about it. 
and because she raised us while running her own business. And I was like, I was like, what did you do? She was like, I had to figure it out. There was nothing like this 30 years ago. (laughs) And so I was like, no, I want to do something for moms. And then at the time, it was just too overwhelming to take on this whole new project. So now three years later, here I am. And I'm like, yes, I'm finally doing it. I've shifted all of my branding to like all my branding, all my messaging is all moms. Here is what you can do. And I'm going into 2021. I still have all of my data and analytics stuff because I, I love it. And that's the focus of like my marketing courses and my marketing teaching. Uh, and then in 2021, my focus is going to be on my masterminds for moms with toddlers at home. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so cool. And what's what's cool is they are married. Like that data can help mm-hmm. the moms prioritize their time. Exactly. On the revenue, um, the revenue producing activities, because uh, we don't have time to waste. Add in COVID. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have to be so careful about what I work on and what rabbit holes I go down and be super conscientious of that. Yeah. Like we're three weeks into, into the current round of the mastermind. We're still on planning. We're on planning and scheduling because yes, as moms, it's so important because like you said, we have no time to waste and I only have one. Like I know you have more and I don't, yeah, you have four and I don't know how you do it. Like you are a superwoman, <laughs> but like, exactly. We have to figure out definitive ways to know what we need to work on. And I also find, I'm sure, I'm sure you can understand this. We question ourselves and our decisions a lot. So when you can look at the numbers, it's just like another, it's basically another, like, it's not a decision you have to make. Like, you know how they always talk about like mental load. Yeah. And like just constantly having to make choices is exhausting. And this is just one decision you don't have to make because you can literally just look at the numbers and say like, okay, this is what I'm going to do because this is going to make me money. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And it's just, it's all about simplifying too. And like, for instance, I know, and I've known this for years working for clients, but like my audiograms for a podcast for my clients podcast, those never never uh what am I trying to say like anything you know like they don't even do they even do worse on reach like nobody listens to them but yeah like we're everyone's like oh do your audiogram gotta look legit like no you can look at the data and say nope cut that out uh I will say what I do is put them in stories and reels because that's just the better better place for them right now Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah I love that so what kind of people are what kind of moms are in your mastermind do they all have businesses? Are they just starting out? Like, tell me where they are in their journey. So the group that I have now is really mixed. We have two that are just starting or that have gone dormant since having kids. And so they're basically like getting back into it. And then I have a couple who have been working maybe for like a year, like in that early stage. And then um, a couple who have been working for longer um, and they have specific goals of okay, like I want to streamline this. I want to get like things really working efficiently because now everybody's at home. (laughs) So there's less time than usual. So even like with a little bit older, like everybody's kids are under 10. Okay. Um, So they're all on the younger side, but um, there are a couple that are in school. And so that's more of the adjusting the business as opposed to growing the business. But I think that 
in my next round, I'm going to break it out so that we have the just starting your business versus people who are more established. Um, Although this group is doing really well together. So I don't know, maybe I should look at the data. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we all know you will talk to your people and find out, but I think that's so cool because you have the experience Mm -hmm. and you, you didn't, you know, you've taken a couple years to do your freelance thing. You've worked with the agencies. Like, I love that you have like done the work, but I, I cannot stand when there's these like a high level, like coaches or whatever, mm-hmm. and not actually, they're not doing it, you know, yeah. they're just kind they're, of addressing like mindset. And I'm like, no, we need to learn from people who do the work, who read the data, mm-hmm. know what it's really like to right. do it, to learn. I, I want like, when I have a coach, I want examples of not like, Oh, well, I've heard people do this. I want, I did this and this is what happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a shortcut. All of that. I know that masterminds like fast track you, they put you around people who are excelling sometimes as hard as a mom because people are like, Oh, look at her. She's trying to do this business thing. Like who does she think she is or who knows kind of judgy things. That's That's one of the things we talk about. Like one of the goals of one of the women is how do I get over putting myself out there and not being embarrassed that other people like who don't get it are going to make fun of me. Yeah. It's it's hard. It is. And that's, and that was one of those things I said, I was like, I only just started going like doing videos on my personal profile. So I'm like, it's a thing. Like we all have to work. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I know one thing that holds me back is my family always around and makes it hard to show up a lot of times, but you know, batching and prioritizing and planning is the key to that. As I know, which I'm not always the best at, to be honest. (laughs) I, I hired somebody to help me with it because I was like, you know what, this is super important and I am not doing a good job myself. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What do you call this person on your team? What's their title? She's my online business manager, but every, every quarter she sits me down. (laughs) We, we go through all of the projects I want to do for the next 90 days. And it's awesome because she also is helping with the mastermind. So she's doing this for all of them too and working out all of the projects. And then she goes through and she literally creates every single task that has to get done. And then twice a week, she emails me to say, hey, this is what we're working on this week. This is what you have to do tomorrow. That's awesome. Like keeps, mm-hmm. you, keeps you like on track. Exactly. And then it's, it's also, it's more of that. I don't have to make any decisions because they're already made. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I, I wanted you to bring this up too, because I do have people in this group who are on the OBM track already. Oh, nice. Owners do this. So it's kind of cool to know because you are super useful when you can do that. Sometimes people are like, who would want that? Like so many of us need that. Mm-hmm. Somebody to get us in gear and keep us on task and keep us exactly. in the channel. <laughs> exactly. And like, and that person to be like, when you come up with this fancy new idea, have them be like, okay, because she'll she'll say it. She'll say, okay, do you want to put this in for January? Because that's the next time we have an open project spot. <laughs> and then it'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess we don't have to do that. That's true. <laughs> but she kind of like pulls me back to say like, but then like, if it's something I really want to do, she's not like mean about it. <laughs> she's yeah. like, okay, cool. We just have to rearrange this other stuff Yeah. because something will have to move if you do this. 
Um, the reality, you have to prioritize all of the time in your business. And I'm so glad you have like a buddy, a business buddy to talk to about and that. And she's a mom. So yeah. that always helps too. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Well, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Thank today, you. Hearing your insight. Will you tell everybody about your 15-minute um, marketing map that you have and how that can yeah. help, especially freelancers and virtual assistants? Yes. So the 15-minute marketing map, it's a video training um, that I have, but it's just a system that I put in place. Um, it's You look at five metrics each week, and then between finding the metrics and then making decisions about what to do with them, it takes less than 15 minutes. So it, the training itself tells you about the metrics, tells you where to find them, and then gives examples of like, okay, if you see this number going up, this is what you should do. If you see this number going down, this is what you should do. So it makes it really simple. Um, and it just kind of gets you in that pattern because once you start doing it once a week or even once a month, like it gets to be secondhand, um, second nature. <laughs> second nature. There we go. That's my mom brain. Like some <laughs> like I just don't connect the dots. Like I can't I'm like, I don't know, something about hands and numbers. <laughs> and <mother> <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what it does. It just makes it really, really simple, really easy to do. And then there's, um, there's a template in there too. So you just plug it in and it does the math for you. So it sounds like this would be really good for the freelancer who's taking their business seriously. And it sounds like something you could apply for your clients too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do talk about also, there's an automated tool that I use, um, that we didn't talk about, but it's uh, reporting ninja and it just makes it super simple. It makes it really easy. You can get it done and it like even faster. I have it automatically email me the report once a week and then I don't okay. even have to look it up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. Now you did mention reporting Ninja for some of your end of the month reports. It's the mm-hmm. same thing, right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And it's I got like 20 bucks a month, but it saves so much time. Okay. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Uh, if anyone questions for Anne Marie checking the replay just leave them here she's a member of the group and she can respond check out her flash sale and you can get ahead on some of the analytics and data and then she'll tell you when her mastermind's opening again too yes absolutely thank you so much for having me this was so fun I love hearing your story I'm so grateful that you opened up about the perils of working being pregnant and postpartum Mm -hmm. and all of that and I just love you to death. So thank you so much. Bye. Love you too. <laughs> All right. Isn't she awesome? I love having her in my community. I love sending job leads her way. She is killing it. So please check out Anne Marie or Annie's links in the show notes. You can find her on Instagram. You can check out her website and go look for those little mini DIY courses we are referring. So I want to encourage you to sign up for my free workshop. It's a masterclass. It's a webinar I actually teach. We're going over the five areas, the five roles that business owners are hiring right now. So these are ways to get your foot in the door and get started like Anne Marie did. So check that out in the show notes. The masterclass is called How to Work Online. And sign up and you can pick your date. I have lots of date options for you and you can just watch it at your convenience. So stay tuned. Next week on the show, I am bringing in one of my business besties, Christy Chin, to talk about her business. She started out as a nurse went into essential oils, and she has so much to share when it comes to membership sites, 
and how she made a million dollars. Yeah, no big deal. She's actually made $2 million now. So tune in next week. You're going to love the next episode as well. And if you get a chance, leave me a review on the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you love. And I would really love it if you tagged me in a story on Instagram, because I love seeing you all when you're listening to the podcast, what you're doing and what you're learning and what inspires you. And I would love to make more content like that just for you. All right. I'll see you next week. ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. Am I frozen? With my comprehensive training. Well, that's embarrassing. Like something just froze over. Yeah. <laughs> Check out. Yeah. Okay, tell everybody bye. Bye-bye. 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 B